What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron, and today we're going to get into our trade targets for week eight of the fantasy football season. Now, I know a lot of you guys out there, you know, maybe you're two and five, you're one and six. If you're 0 and seven, you're pretty down bad. You probably got to win out. But for those of you guys that are down bad, for those of you guys that are, you know, seven and 0, six and one, there are moves to be made to make sure that you preserve your championship window. Now, I just want to say real quick, I'm not going to be out here spewing some nonsense telling you guys, you know, go trade Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup or Derrick Henry. If you have these guys who are like perennial league winners, guys, you know, at the end of the season that, you know, you needed to have to cash out and win win your money, you know, like last year, like Alvin Kamara and Travis Kelsey, guys that won fantasy football championships, don't go out there and unless you can like really cash in those chips or something crazy, you're at six and one, seven and oh, for a reason. Don't do you know, dumb things because fantasy football expert, you know, 101 told you that it was time to sell high on a Cooper Cup. Now, with that being said, let's get into our actual trade targets for today. Make sure you get on below, subscribe, leave a like. I produce fantasy football content every single day of the fantasy football season. Now, without further ado, let's go. All right, so first up on our buy list, let's get straight to it. Let's cut the nonsense out. We're going to talk about T. Higgins. Now, by the way, this little thing right here, sign up for my Patreon, just $5, you get my rest of season rankings, my weekly rankings, you get my waiver wire uh, budget guide every single week. I put out a ton of content for the guys over there on Patreon. I think now we're going to have a live stream on Sundays that I open up to the public and I just have like a a little chat in the discord so that, you know, I can kind of prioritize the patrons out there because I like feel bad if it's a Sunday and I miss a Patreon question. And then regardless though, let's get into T Higgins. As a buy candidate, he is my favorite buy low right now. Whether you are at the top of your leaderboards, bottom of the leaderboards, he is the perfect buy right now. T. Higgins is a guy that I loved going into the offseason or going into the season. He is still like a top 15 dynasty wide receiver to me. He is extremely good. Last year, he looked amazing as a rookie. He was out there producing with Joe Burrow. He was up there with, you know, CeeDee Lamb and, you know, I hate to say it, but Brandon Ayuk. He was up there with not ju- not quite Justin Jefferson, but he was one of those guys that was poised to have a year two breakout. And I still do think he is on that trajectory. He's wide receiver 51 on the year. He's been underwhelming. His owner in your league is probably getting frustrated at this point. He's been missing games. Like I said, he's been underperforming, but the signs are there. There are signs that T Higgins has life. He saw 41.7% of Cincy's targets today, or that was on Sunday, this is a, a tweet from JJ Zacharyson, and T. Higgins has now seen 43 targets in the five games that he's played healthy. In those same games, Jamar Chase has seen a 37, has seen 37 targets in that span. So he is just as much the wide receiver one as Jamar Chase. He just hasn't seen like Jamar Chase is insane right now. He's scoring insane amount of points over expectation. He's being extremely efficient. T. Higgins is on the other side of that pendulum. He is being extremely inefficient. He's not, you know, converting his his targets into yards, but that's not necessarily, you know, a bad thing. Sometimes players just run cold with that kind of thing. The efficiency should come back for him. The offense is buzzing. T. Higgins is a guy that gets targets down the field. His ADOT is usually pretty high, and he's seeing a targets right now of 8.6 targets per game. He's seeing volume of 8.6 targets per game, which would have been a top 12 rate last year. T. Higgins in a good offense. So the volume is there. 
We know the talent is there. And I will make that bet 10 out of 10 times. 10 out of 10 times. You give me a talented wide receiver who's getting the volume. I'm betting on that all day long. Now, I don't even want to get into the argument of is T. Higgins the wide receiver one? Is Jamar Chase the wide receiver one? I can't trust this enough, guys. It does not matter. The, the biggest thing that annoys me all season is people like, oh, but is he like the wide receiver one on his offense, guys? It doesn't matter when we're playing fantasy, right? So I'd rather have a guy that is top 12 in volume on his team. Like he's even, you could make the case that he is the wide receiver one in volume on Cincinnati. But what I'm here to say is that it doesn't really matter. Give me the guy. So let's say, let's say Devonta Smith, right? Let's say he has like a 22% target share on the Eagles and T Higgins. Let's say he's behind Jamar Chase or let's say Jamar Chase. He, let's say he's the wide receiver two on the Bengals and he's seeing, you know, 23, 24% on the Bengals just because he's second in the totem pole he's still seeing more volume than a guy like Devonta Smith and he's producing more than a guy like Devonta Smith when we go into our fantasy drafts we don't just draft off the board of the the wide receiver one on 32 teams no you start mixing it up volume matters we like with you know you had like when Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley coexisted you're not going to take the wide receiver one on the on the Lions over a guy like Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones it's just not how it works so we kind of have to get out of that idea of, you know, who is the wide receiver one on this team and everybody else doesn't matter. We're in an age where there's so much passing of the football that there's numerous wide receivers that can be relevant on the same, on the same team. And we just kind of have to ask ourselves, are they getting the volume and are they good? Not are they first on the totem pole on their offense? Now that's, you know, one of maybe many rants for today. Maybe you guys, maybe that's kind of what you guys sign up for when you watch these videos. I don't know if that me being off topic there was annoying. I guess let me know down below in the comments, but also I I do care what you guys think. But at the same time, I'm out here speaking my mind. Now, I I took a little look, see at the CBS trade value chart. I always like to do this before I I hop on and record these videos. And I kind of just jot down a couple players that I would, you know, move according to them. Now, of course, I say this disclaimer every single time I record one of these videos. This is not my rest of season rankings. These are not my trade value charts. Your league could be completely different, but this was put together by some CBS expert out there who was fired, hired full-time, makes more money than I do. So they have some kind of legitimacy, I guess. According to that chart, guys, you could trade straight up for T. Higgins that I would do in an instant. If you have running back depth, I would trade Miles Sanders for T. Higgins straight up. I would trade Khalil Herbert for T. Higgins straight up. I would trade Michael Carter for T. Higgins straight up. Those are all guys who have the same exact point value in a PPR league as T. Higgins. So the market seems like they're really souring on him. Like I said, he has more targets than Jamar Chase during the span, and he is a really good wide receiver. So that's really all I need to see to still invest in him. I still think that he is, a at worst, a top 30 wide receiver rest of season. Which then brings us to Brandon Cooks, who's just been an absolute volume magnet. Quick water break. But he's fourth in the NFL in target share which matters, right? He fourth in the NFL in target share is huge, but he's also been the wide receiver 40 since week four. So a lot of people are souring on Brandon Cooks. He's not, you know, he was really good in the beginning of the season, but now he's not been that great. And most of it is because Davis Mills has been his quarterback. Davis Mills, a guy who probably shouldn't even, he probably shouldn't even be starting NFL games, to be honest. It's kind of wild that they wouldn't like pick up a Cam Newton or, you know, even like how the Jets did like trade for Joe Flacco. Now I do, I guess they're a tanking team and you kind of want to see what you have in Davis Mills, make sure that you don't have a Dak Prescott waiting in the wings, but you probably know that by from practice. Now, regardless, he gets Tyrod Taylor back. Now that might inherently move his price up, but there's a chance out there that whoever's in your league that has Brandon Cooks, they're not as up to date on what Tyrod Taylor brings to the table for Brandon Cooks and what 
and how soon he's going to be back. Apparently, he's going to be back as soon as this week and at the latest next week, so week eight or nine, and that's going to have a huge impact on Brandon Cooks. This is his splits from 2021. The first two weeks, he had Tyrod Taylor. He averaged 20.5 points per game in those weeks. The following five with Davis Mills, he's averaged 12 points per game. So that's a huge, that's an eight-point difference. Now, we're, we're dealing with a teeny tiny sample size here, but at the end of the day, we can point at this chart and say, Davis Mills bad, Tyrod Taylor good. When Tyrod Taylor comes back, I instantly am going to have Brandon Cooks as, you know, a top 20 wide receiver rest of season. He's going to get the volume. He's been getting the volume with Davis, Davis Mills. It just hasn't been super efficient. So I like him as a buy. Now, again, the CBS trade value chart says you can do something like Marvin Jones and Michael Carter or Melvin Gordon for him. You know, that's a pretty junky offer. But if there's someone out there that is dire, in dire need of a running back, if you can flip a Michael Carter, a Melvin Gordon, a Khalil Herbert, a Miles Sanders, and, you know, either package that up for Brandon Cooks or go out there and trade one of those straight up for T. Higgins, I would do that every time. Now, another wide receiver. We have all of our buys for today are wide receivers. The next one is Calvin Ridley. And this one's been tough. He is the wide receiver 28 in points per game to this point. And I'd imagine owners are pretty fed up at this point. You know, they're seeing Pitts go off, have two straight 100-yard games. And Ridley, when he comes back, you know, maybe it's a squeaky wheel treatment after, you know, taking a week off and getting a bye. All he puts up is four catches for 26 yards and a touchdown. If you have Ridley, you are getting probably fed up at this point. You're probably two and five. You're probably struggling if you drafted him in the, you know, in the mid second round. But the thing with Ridley is you kind of just have to believe in the talent at this point. And I know that I keep saying that we have to remember how random the NFL is and how much variance there is, but we know that Ridley is talented. He produced alongside Julio. He produced once Julio left last year with Matt Ryan. I don't think that he's all of a sudden just not good. And he's been getting a lot of volume. He has 10 or more targets in every single game after week one the boom is on its way if kyle pitts is out here putting up 100 yard performances there's no reason calvin ridley can't as well he's getting the targets he's getting downfield targets he's getting all the volume that makes a wide receiver one on top of that little cherry on top is he has the easiest schedule among wide receivers the rest of the way according to pff now i believe after this week against the panthers the panthers are a decently tough team against opposing wide receivers i want to say he has matchups against the cowboys and the saints who give up like the eighth you know, top eight most points to opposing wide receivers. So his schedule really lightens up here. I like Calvin Ridley could, he could be like a league winner down the stretch. He's really good. He's getting the targets. It just, it just has to connect at some point. I think it will. And, you know, they're souring on him to the point where he's not even a top eight wide receiver anymore on the trade value chart. And they're saying that you can do Emmanuel Sanders plus a David Montgomery or CEH and go get a Calvin Ridley. Maybe that's not likely, but apparently that's what they're saying you can do over there on CBS. If you can make something like that happen, I do that all day long. Now, we're going to talk about a little bonus buy here. Nice little bonus buy. I didn't jot down any notes, but a name that I wanted to put down is Darren Waller. He's been pretty disappointing since like week one. Week one, he came out and looked amazing, man. He had like a 30% plus target share. He looked really good. They were feeding him the football. Ever since then, it hasn't looked as good. But I will say for a tight end, he's still seeing fine volume above a 20% target share. Derek Carr is going to look to feed him. Now we're coming off a week where Foster Moore went out there and performed. And now we're having a bye week. So if there's a Darren Waller owner out there that's 1-6 and six or 2-5 and five and they can't afford that bye, if you can go out there and take a, a Dallas Goddard, a Noah Fan, even go a little bit lower like a Dalton Schultz, Ricky Seals-Jones, and pair that up with somebody else to go up and get the luxury of a Darren Waller on the cheap, 
I'd be looking to do that to do that all day. Like if I could do like I don't know like Dallas Goddard and Emmanuel Sanders and go get a Darren Waller. I don't know if that would work, but I still have faith in Darren Waller. I think that he's still going to be you know my tight end two or three rest of season. I still do have faith in him. I think that this little pocket of him missing two games in a row is a good opportunity to go grab Darren Waller. Now that brings us to ourselves. And I didn't even like mention in the beginning of the video, but we do top five trade targets. That's a bonus. We're going to do three buys, two sells, five trade targets. And our sell is Chicago running backs. So a picture of David Montgomery here, but I wanted to throw some running backs into this list because it's hard to trade. It's hard to even sell or buy running backs right now because running backs are so scarce that there's kind of a tax on them, right? And I'm not saying that you should be looking to sell immediately, but if you, you know, if you are strong at running back, then you can go out there and you can, you know, you can afford to trade away a David Montgomery or a Khalil Herbert. You should do that. Now, if you're struggling at running back, like 95% of the population is, it is completely fine to hold on to either of these options. I just wanted to throw this out there as a potential sell. And I wanted to highlight Khalil Herbert first. You know, he looked great. He dominated the backfield. He ran for a hundred yards against the Buccaneers. You don't like, you don't just mess around and run it, run for a hundred yards against the Buccaneers on 18 carries. Like Khalil Herbert is legit good at football. So he's a weekly RB two, but now David Montgomery looks like he's going to be back in week nine. So Khalil Herbert is essentially an RB two for one week. And then maybe a flex play moving forward. It's a bad offense. So if you can sell Khalil Herbert to somebody that needs like a spot start at running back, I would do that all day long. On the flip side, with David Montgomery, he he thrived off of his his usage, right? So he was getting all the passing down work, all the goal line work. He had this like bell cow type role. Like I said, Khalil Herbert is legitimately good at football. I think Khalil Herbert comes in here and gives him some problems in terms of the pass catching work. Maybe he mixes in for some change of pace work. I don't think it's going to be as clear of a bell cow type role for David Montgomery. I think it will be. be I think it will become a little bit of a committee. So. If you can, you know, if you can sell to somebody that needs, you know, spot starts, they have buys, they have injuries. If you can sell, you know, David Montgomery, you know, on the positive news that he's going to be back soon. I don't mind selling if I'm deep at running back. Like I said, if you have, you know, three running backs that you can start and you have David Montgomery sitting there on your IR spot or you have Khalil Herbert sitting there on your bench, selling either of them, I think are, I think is a, a smart move right now. Which then brings us to our last sell candidate of the day. We have David, or I was going to say David Montgomery, but we have the Dolphins pass catchers. So this is mainly Jalen Waddle and Mike Gusecki. And they've been really good this season. Waddle is the widest for 20 on the season. Gusecki is tight end three in PPR scoring. The only problem is a lot of their success has been recently. And it's because Devontae Parker and Will Fuller have been injured this entire time. So they have been kind of the only pass catching options on that team. Now I'm a big fan of, you know, targets are earned, all that good stuff, but them coming back affects their route participation it also affects especially a, a Mike Gusecki who plays all of these snaps out wide and as that you know big you know slot big x type receiver role Devontae Parker takes away a lot of those looks from Mike Gusecki so I think that it's worth noting that there could be some drawbacks there so if you can you know you can sell high on a Mike Gusecki who's like a top three tight end rest of season right now or top three tight end on the season if you can sell high on him or Jalen Waddle if you can sell him for you know wide receiver two prices I do that all day now, again, I can't stress enough. These are small samples, really small samples. We're dealing with a seven game sample, four games and three games. But with Devontae Parker in the lineup, Devontae Parker is scheduled to be back this week. If not this week, the next week, it's going to be coming very soon. 
I have in the split. So on the right side in the split, that is going to be games with Devontae Parker. And the other side is games without Devontae Parker. We look at Mike Gusecki first. Mike Gusecki averages one less target with Devontae Parker and about six less points per game with Devontae Parker in the lineup. Then you have Jalen Waddell, who with Devontae Parker in the lineup averages two less targets and four less points per game. So it's a considerable downgrade. Now, obviously, there's going to be some factors with Tua not playing in those full games. And then you're also going to have, you know, small samples. So there's there's a lot of noise in that data, but it is worth noting that when Devontae Parker is in the lineup, it affects Gasecki and Jalen Waddle negatively. I think Will Fuller will be the same. So I think it's just something to be mindful of. And if you can sell either high, I would, you know, like a Mike Gasecki, if you can sell Mike Gasecki and go down to, you know, a... You know, if you can go down to a, like, I don't know, this might sound wild, but if you can do like Dallas Goddard and T Higgins for Mike Gusecki, I would. If you could do, you know, for Waddle, like we were saying earlier, if you can do Waddle and pair that with, you know, Waddle, I'm trying to think like Waddle and if you could do like Waddle and David Montgomery and go grab a Calvin Ridley, like we were talking about earlier, go grab like a DJ Moore. I would do that all day long. Now, I don't know if either of those trades would actually happen in your league, but I'm just spitballing here live on the mic now that's going to do it for us today fellas i will see you guys tomorrow for i still don't know yet let me know down below in the comments what you guys want to see i don't know if i'm going to do a running back start sit video like i do where i highlight my five favorite starts my five, five favorite sits or if i'm going to go through the tier list again with the rankings and go through you know my top 24 wide receivers or my top 24 running backs i'm still kind of back and forth about how i want to do that because i like getting into the nitty-gritty and like giving you guys stats i think that that's really what drives this channel is when i you know dive a little bit deeper than just the service level stuff and just kind of rattle off my top 24 but i'm gonna figure that out tomorrow morning i'm gonna go upstairs eat dinner hang out with winnie my dog now i love you guys i think we're at like 6.75k if you made it this far and you're not subscribed make sure you subscribe man if we could hit 7k 7.5k by like christmas that'd be really really cool um now with that being said i will see you guys in the next one